Good morning. I'm Mike Overstreet, pastor at Element 3 Church. And today we continue in our series, Therefore, where we've been walking through chapter 12 of the New Testament book, Romans, to explore our values at E3. And this morning, we are exploring our sixth value, authenticity. Our belief that when the Holy Spirit is moving in and among us, we live authentic lives to ourselves and others. A value perfectly captured in our next section of Romans, Romans 12, verses 15 through 16, where Paul writes, Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. And Paul gives us a beautiful image of the church here when it's willing to embrace authenticity. A community where people celebrate and struggle together without wearing masks and pretending like they have it all together because they know deep down that to be human is to be broken and to need grace. And that belief is a truth that frees them from facing and hiding our struggles alone. A community where people embrace vulnerability as a way of life, where they share openly, where they acknowledge their own imperfections, fearlessly admit their wrongs and speak truth and love to one another, not for the purpose of shame, but for healing and growth. A community of people willing to be known, warts and all. That's authenticity. But here's the thing with authenticity. It's really not something you teach. Rather, it's something that you know when you see it. It's something best modeled. So we're gonna mix things up today. Two members of our community, Karen Gibbons and Liz Wilkes, are going to have a conversation. And Liz is our E3 Kids Director, and she's gonna model authenticity for us in it. You see, Liz, my friend, is going to share her story from the last two years. If you don't know, these two years have been very hard for Liz. They've been two years full of heartbreak, struggle, grief, growth, and healing. A journey that for those that don't know, have led her to make one of the hardest but healthiest decisions she can. To step away from full-time ministry and staff at E3 so she can heal. Which, from someone in ministry, is one of the hardest but bravest things I could even think of doing. To recognize and name that she needs heal, that she needs help, and to be willing to pass the baton of her ministry to the next leader into the church to carry on what she can no longer carry herself. Knowing Liz, this is going to be powerful, and there will no doubt be way too many tears, but I am proud of her, my friend, for embracing this, for being willing to tell her story, for being willing to model what true authenticity really looks like to our community. So church, let us rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, and open ourselves to receive the story of one of my best friends, one of the best people I know.
Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Karen. It's so good to see you. So good to see you, too. I'm excited to have a conversation with you and with our community this morning. I am, too. <laughs> this is going to be a lot of fun. It is. It is. Yeah. I'm excited. Well, I have always thought a lot about this word, authenticity. And I work in the mental health field, so I really like personality tests a lot. Have you okay. taken any? Yes. I, yes, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. Okay. I'm off the charts, extrovert and feelings oriented on Myers-Briggs. What a surprise. Shocking. Shocking, I know. I know. <laughs> well, the one word that came up in one of my personality tests as being consistent with my personality is the word authenticity. Oh, I love it. I know, I do too. It's and a good so word. I've thought a lot about this word over the years. And I am going to enjoy chatting about it with you. I, I can't wait. I'm excited. Well, I think it always helps to talk just a little bit about what a word means um, and what are the, the thoughts are about that word. And I think that in God's word, it tells us that in many ways that we are to be a people who are consistent with our beliefs yes. and our values and our emotions. I like that. Can you say that again? Sure. So to be authentic is to be consistent with your beliefs, values, and emotions. Easier said than done. Much. <laughs> much. <laughs> and obviously, God has some specific beliefs and values that he wants us to be authentic yeah. with, right? Yeah. So that's an important part. And he has those laid out for our best interest. Right. Mm -hmm. Definitely. But, you know, even psychologists agree that being authentic has some great benefits. It does. Yes. It definitely does. People have a greater sense of well-being if they're authentic. Mm -hmm. Another 100%. word I like that goes along with that is congruent. I like being that. Being congruent. It makes me think of math, though. Yes. But, but it, I, I like it. Yeah. It's good. But when that math equation works right, then it's great. Yeah, it's it is. Great. And also people who are more authentic have a higher job and life satisfaction. Oh, mm -hmm. love they it. Do. And actually people say they enjoy authentic people more. Oh. They don't like the fake people. I would agree with that statement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Liz, being authentic has its risks too. It definitely does. It does have its risks. Not everyone's going to agree with your beliefs and your values and yes. like your emotions. They're yeah. not. Yes. They're not going to. That's why it's hard. It it's is. It's not easy. They're not going to welcome your authenticity not always. Not always. No. no. Even if they say they like it, they're not going to always enjoy it. <laughs> Definitely true. Yeah. Um, one thing that I picture with authenticity is, um, and a lot of times it's an image that I think is associated with like, um, generosity or stewardship, but is like the picture of like just an open hand, like open handedness, yeah. being open with your story experience. Um, when you have an open hand, it, it allows other people's stories and experiences to come in, but it's also representative of you being open enough for your story and experience and truth to flow out and impact other people. So, and that's just, I just like that gentle posture about it. So that's always the image in my mind that I like to talk about. That's great. That's yeah. great. Well, you know, recently you've been authentic. 
with our community. I have been about indeed. some challenges and some changes. Yes. In your life, so tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Um, so I am in the process of transitioning off of staff at E3, um, which still feels very uh, weird when I say it out loud. <laughs> um, I thought um, for the longest time uh, just that I would move into a pastoral role here. Um, that's what um, the plan was. That's what it felt like. That was the direction that God was leading me in. Um, and um, when it got just, as I moved closer and closer to that, it became less and less clear um, for me um, until like really last year, um, I just, this time about a year ago, I, I just couldn't get just peace or clarity on like what that would look like. Um, I talked to Pastor Lori about it um, in the fall of 2019. I can remember us sitting and having breakfast and me just looking at her and saying, Mama Lori, if you still want me to be a pastor at this church, you better start praying for me, <laughs> with me and for me and for our community because I'm still not there and I don't know what that looks like and I, I can't move forward without having that mm. clarity. Um, so I was already struggling with that. And then in early 2020, um, I started to get physically sick. I had some um, stomach problems, acid reflux stuff, irritable bowel stuff. Sorry if that's TMI, but being authentic here, right? Yes. Uh, that covers a multitude of, of Liz this, <laughs> this Sunday. Um, and, and that stuff just didn't really go away. Um, I started going to the doctor, uh, just exploring those things, talking to my grief counselor about it. A lot of those things were um, common for where I was in my grief journey as well. My brother passed away two years ago, um, almost two years ago. So um, yeah, so I started having those issues, which were scary. But then in, um, in April, of course, COVID-19 hit. That kind of escalated uh, any anxiety and stress in anyone to, you know, the hundredth power. And, um, I had a massive panic attack. Oh, wow. And, um, I've had panic attacks before, but nothing like this. I mean, it was the scariest thing I've ever been through. Uh, what happened physically in my body, in my mind, in my heart. Um, and then afterwards, <laughs> it, I had subsequent panic attacks. I had to really go to a psychiatrist for the first time, be on meds for the first time that I, you know, that were new and scary for me, um, all of those kinds of things. And um, I just was truly debilitated um, and felt so fragile, so weak, um, truly mentally, uh, physically, emotionally, and spiritually was just incapacitated. Uh, to a certain degree, and I felt um, really broken. Um, and uh, as somebody who is very passionate about emotional health, um, I've always been very aware of and actually fascinated by uh, the things that we hear about, like burnout and ministry or compassion fatigue and any helping profession, um, identity crisis type things, you know. Um, <laughs> 
and I never, uh, I never thought it would happen to me. <laughs> wow. Um, so when it did, I gradually had to accept the reality that this wasn't something that happened overnight. This was something that happened over years and years of um, living a lifestyle of codependency, putting others before myself, dealing with grief, trauma, being a very high-capacity person, um, and, um, and something in me snapped. And I knew um, enough to know that it wasn't going to be a quick fix. And I knew that I was going to have to drastically reorient my life towards caring for myself. And I held on to remembering that Jesus doesn't call us to love. He calls us to love others as ourselves, mm. not more than ourselves, which to me is like, I have to love myself first. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And be able to take those words seriously and yeah. <laughs> to learn something from that place too. Oh my gosh. Because there's so much we learn from serving other people, but... It's a new territory to figure out about what that is for you to serve yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. I mean, I had to do a lot of inner child healing stuff. So mm -hmm. many things just came up. It, it's like it, all of the big themes and things in my life just exploded all at once. And it was like the toothpaste, I can't put it back in the tube. <laughs> that must have been so confusing and scary. <sighs> At yeah. the same time. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was. Lots of feelings. So many feelings. So many. Um, the best way I can describe how I um, felt, the emotion side of it, because mm. um, I went through just so many, um, such a wide range of feelings and thoughts and experiences. But um, it's to break it into like before, during, and after. Mm -hmm. um, and um, certainly I, I would say before actually making the decision leading up to that, the anticipation of that was the hardest mm. part by far. Mm -hmm. um, it felt like I was taking a risk. Mm. Um, I had a fear of just letting people down, uh, feeling like I had failed, um, felt like I was risking my future or worse, the future of our community. Um, and I really had to work through that and be authentic with myself before I could proceed. I had to embrace that reality and be humbled. Um, and, and it was not until I did that that I could move forward. And eventually I moved to a place of resolve Mm. which I love and, and looked up the definition of like the, the noun version of resolve. And it says a fierce determination. Wow. And I eventually got to that place, mm. um, a fierce determination where I felt empowered. Um, I felt more confident in my decision um, and the way that it would unfold. Mm -hmm. um, I started to see um, just the provision that was there, mm. both for me personally and for our community. Um, and as hard as it was, I really um, became ready to let go um, and release my role, um, 
my perception of who I was, mm. um, my identity. I had to trust others and God to provide for and continue to care for both me and our community. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. And he has. Mm. <laughs> and then finally now... Um, now that we're actually, this, this is happening, you know, um, I would say I, I'm at a place of relief. Um, and not relief like, whew, but that, like, relief like true, just like there's, there's peace and there's rest in that. And uh, once I started actually telling people, being truly authentic with myself, others, and God, I felt so relieved um, and now I'm feeling more peaceful, more hopeful, and more grateful um, day by day. So if I were to describe my feelings like if they moved through a progression mm -hmm. in this process of authenticity, yes. I would say went from risk <laughs> to that resolve yes. to finally um, relief. The risk of, first of all, thinking about it and facing it. Oh my gosh, yes. Is enormous, isn't it? Oh my gosh, yes. Yes. But I think that that's why the risk was so hard because that was that was all me. That was me and my mind and my heart and myself and I couldn't move forward being authentic with anybody else or our community until I could be authentic with myself. And to think that you were going to have to reveal some hard things to people. Yeah. If you were going to truly be authentic. Yeah. I'm sure that, I mean, you tell me if I'm wrong, Liz, but I'm sure that there were points at which you may have grappled with how much do I want to say? Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I grappled with, like, what are people going to think? Are they going to, you know, does this make me, you know, am I giving up? Am I weak? Am I a failure? Um, all of those kinds of things. Right. right. Um, and that was yes. hard. And so to then come to a place between you and God yeah. to what you were going to say, first of all, to the people you trusted the most. Yeah. Like you said, you talked to Pastor Lori first and yeah. other probably trusted people in your life to share, what am I going to say? How am I going to do this? Right? Mm -hmm. it so was you found that inner core of people. Yeah, mm -hmm. I did. And it got easier as it, you know, and it built that resolve part of me. Yeah. Every one of those conversations I had. And I mean, the hardest one was definitely that first conversation with Lori. Mm. Um, and I, <laughs> where I'm just like, I, I, yeah, had to tell her, like, you know, yes. I, this is what I, and I had to have that resolve for myself to even be able to have those conversations. But then, um, then yeah. as you shared them, they became like you had more courage maybe. <laughs> yeah. To, Yes. It added to yeah. that resolve, and it also added to that relief. Every conversation where, you know, Pastor Lori, the staff, Wise Council, our community, E3 Kids Leaders, when they would respond to me and in that, you know, open-handed way of yeah. like, okay, well, Liz, I still love you. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. we're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Yeah. And so after those decisions, like you said, you found a place of relief hope for the future, mm -hmm. that things were going to be okay, and mm -hmm. not just okay, but that you were listening to what God said and the people you trust with right. information. Yes. And you were feeling supported yeah. and connected. Mm -hmm. 
And now that seems like a, a, a beautiful, lovely process, but it's not. <laughs> and it was a not lot fun. Of stuff <laughs> in how that went down. Yes. And I get it. Yes. But at the same time, there was that underlying current of solidness that God was working with you on as yeah. you were authentic. It did not feel solid. An undercurrent is a good um, is a good word for it because it if I my mom grew up in California and I grew up in Florida obviously so mm. she would talk to me about the riptide okay. all the time and the undertow yes. and so that's what it made me think of when you just said that that undercurrent is like yes. it, it, it it's there yes. yeah God's God's there, there. he's, he's, he's pulling there. you that way but it doesn't it feels like a thing that. It doesn't feel like a stable thing, even though it is. It feels like, oh, well, this thing's going to suck me out and I'm going to drown. Right. But I yes. haven't yet. <laughs> well, in Psalm 51, there's mm -hmm. a great little verse tucked in that. Of course, the whole psalm is pretty amazing. So mm -hmm. I would encourage you to read that whole psalm. But in Psalm 51, verse 6, it says, But you desire honesty from the womb, or the Hebrew is inward parts, teaching me wisdom even there. And yeah. such a beautiful like one sentence summation of the idea that God is wanting us to be honest with him, to be open with him about all of those inward things, the churning, the fears, the when you describe like a panic attack, I mean that's mm -hmm. a high level of just out of control. Mm -hmm. And to be that honest with God, like I'm thinking on the floor, like Yeah curled up yeah that you could be that honest from those inward parts of yourself and that in that moment in that place that's where God wanted to teach you he wanted to give you not just like a pat on the back but wisdom yes what's the one thing King Solomon asked for when he could ask for anything gold or whatever <laughs> what did he ask for wisdom wisdom yeah and so that's what God promises us when we are honest with him yeah. Is wisdom. Yeah. And that is just a really big place to really understand that that's what God wants from us. And it's really true. Mm. You know, um, I've been able to talk about and unpack these, you know, really difficult, challenging parts of this, but mm. um, I'd be here all day and we don't have time for that. But I mean, so many beautiful things and just big, revelatory, deep down things in my heart and mind and yeah. soul yeah. have um, have just come from this period of time, you know? Yeah, so we don't want to just be authentic to speak it out. Like in today's culture, people are oh. very much about venting. What? Yes. No. <laughs> I just have to speak it. I have to get it out. Yeah. Or like on social media, I know everybody's thinking about that because we are too. How yeah. people are venting and just saying their, their thoughts and their feelings about things. In our community, in God's community, there's a goal to being authentic, mm -hmm. to speaking our beliefs, our values, our emotions. And that goal. Tell me the goal. Change. Because wisdom, if it's God's wisdom, it brings us change. It changes us in that mysterious, very amazing, cool way that the Holy Spirit has of changing us. Yes. So being authentic without the goal of community leads us to alienation. It's so good. Because you can see in today's world, people 
standing up on platforms to say things, but they're not in maybe some of them not being wise. And so when you are not having a place of, you know, community, then it leads to lots of alienation and pockets of thought. Yeah. And I mean, uh, Pastor Lori talked about um, intentional design, another one of our values a few weeks ago. And I, I would say that, that it, not a spirit of venting, but when I got to the place of just like, oh my gosh, some major things in my life are going to change. Like, yeah. Um, including my my role at E3, mm -hmm. um, th there was nothing more than, like, I wanted to just, like, oh, my gosh, I, I need help. I need to, you know, I need to tell people what's going on and stuff. And, and having to be intentional about that process, mm -hmm. like, I knew, like, I have to have a conversation with Lori. I have mm -hmm. to have a conversation with Mike. Mm -hmm. I have to before this can proceed, I had to be so thoughtful about like, well, what about our kids and our families and, you know, the volunteers that I get to work with and stuff like that, knowing that yeah. like being authentic, like that, it, like you said in the very beginning, it, it, it can hurt people mm -hmm. if you don't, if it's not done the right way. So I love that point you made about it needing to, the goal being community. community yes. And you know, Liz, I like to think about just a little word picture because that helps cement things yes. in my mind and I think it does for many people too. And so that's why I brought these little pots here oh, so of soil. So if I'm going to say plant some seeds and these are strawberry seeds and I would really like strawberries, obviously there's a goal, right? There is lovely, delicious yeah. strawberries. That's and the goal. That's a great goal. So if I <laughs> took these seeds and just, put them under here, and hoped that they would grow? No. So I'm not Nothing being happening. authentic, am I, with that? Because no. I'm hiding. I'm right. hiding. Now, if I took the strawberry seeds, and I just dumped them all right here in this one pot. I would love it if just like a fountain of strawberries grew out just of the pot. That would I be fantastic. I doubt that's what would happen. That's not what's going to happen, <laughs> no. There's going to be all kinds of shoots, and they're going to be stuck together. But... As a farmer, if I am a good farmer and sower of seeds, I would take these and sprinkle them into a pot that is bigger, that creates some space and distance, and then I tend to those seeds. Mm -hmm. And then there's a, a harvest, a harvest of good fruit. Yeah. And so our authentic beliefs, values, and emotions when shared with other people in community is to bring forth fruit. Yes. And so it has to be not hidden, not dumped. Yes. But sprinkled and farmed and cared for. And yeah. I believe you've given us a really good personal example <laughs> of how that how that goes down. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I I appreciate that. I I think too going back to like the the open hand, like mm -hmm. you can hold on to yeah. your story and your experience. Mm -hmm. And if I do that, I'm it's hurting me because I'm not able to process it or deal with it, but it's also, you know, not giving the opportunity for other people to speak their experiences and their truth and my experiences and truth to impact other people. And I also just can't, you know, take my story and throw it in your face because right. um, exactly. that's not helpful either. Yes. And I think it's the same things with the seeds. There's care and there's intention. And time. <laughs> Hello. 
Yes. <laughs> Why? Why the time? Why the time? It, it always <laughs> takes, it, it takes so much time and work, um, but it, it is worth it because of that yes. wisdom, because yes. of that change. Yes. So let's talk about some action steps. Yes. Hopefully Enlighten us. have heard and some action me. steps in here that's just kind of percolated in their minds, but let's talk about that specifically. So first of all, we need to find a trusted community. Yes. We need to find the people like you did that have been with you, have traveled with you, who love you, and mm -hmm. you know that they are willing to listen. Yeah. So it's important to build that community ahead of time so that when you are authentic, you can go to that community. Yes. So you may not be in crisis. Somebody else who's listening right. may not be in crisis right now and think, well, I don't really need community. I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> well, let me say. You'll find out. It's going to come. <laughs> yes. So find that community to build and to have authentic connection with over yes. time. Yes. And hey, meet with them. Right. Do that regular time thing, mm -hmm. investing in not just you being authentic, but listening to their authenticity too. Yeah. The back and the forth. When you go through something like this, it, it's, um, it, it's so easy for, for any of us, I think, to get to that place. I'm the only person in the world who knows what this feels like. Nobody could possibly understand True. how hard this is. We do tend to think that. Yeah, but in every conversation that I had um, with so many people, I can't tell you how many people that I, I, I talk to that, um, especially people that are um, a little more seasoned than I, who said, I went through a time like this. Mm. I went through a time where my life exploded and nothing looked, you know, okay. And I had mm. to take time off work. I had to be hospitalized. I had to get on medication. I had mm. to go, you know, and, 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 and all of those things just kind of came out of the woodwork. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and if I hadn't been sowing those seeds of community mm -hmm. um, and authenticity, I, I wouldn't have had that fruit there when I needed it. Correct. And then, last of all, actually do something. Yeah. And your community, if it's a great, authentic community, mm -hmm. is going to give you some ideas and advice mm -hmm. and information and wisdom. Mm -hmm. about things you should do and you're not always gonna like oh it my gosh. they might tell you things that are hard to hear yes. about yourself things that you really should go and do because this is what God has said in his word that you yeah. should do with this problem right you know and yeah. that's tough yeah but having the courage to take the risk to actually do something to do the thing that God has called you to do that's the that's really part of being in an authentic community. You have to do something. You can't just listen to the wisdom and go, that's wise. You got to do it. Yeah. And that that that's what brings about that change. The change. You know. The growth, the fruit. The change, the fruit, the growth. Yeah. Yes. Um yes. Yeah, it's it's actually experiencing it. And like I said, like I'm I'm such an advocate for uh, mental and emotional health. Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with it. I've gone to school for it. I, I practice it. And so it's, it's so funny because when, you know, when it came time for me to just be, oh my gosh, it's me. Dang, I got to do this now. <laughs> like, exactly. This is so hard, but knowing yeah. at the same time, like I want for my experience yeah. to bring forth fruit, 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 and not just yes. for me, yeah. for others. And Liz, your story is beautiful. 
And I'm so grateful that you shared your story with us because when God is working in our lives and we share it with other people, it's beautiful. It's scary. It's risky. But it's beautiful. So we are just honored (laughs) that you you shared your story with us and your challenges and the things that are coming along in your life and we're we're your community we're with you <laughs> i'm not going we're anywhere gonna, yeah. I mean, yeah you <laughs> guys are, are stuck with, with me you. so <laughs> you're stuck with me karen and i Good. i wouldn't want to be anywhere else exactly. um and exactly. um authenticity i have a, a soft spot for authenticity mm-hmm. because that's it's part of our namesake <laughs> you yes. know yes, at exactly. e3 faith authenticity living and um, in, in our world today. And, um, yeah. So So thank you. Let's pray. Yes. Let me pray for you. Okay. Oh, our father, God, we're so grateful that you exhibited community in the Trinity, father, Mm -hmm. son, and Holy spirit. And you have loved community always and forever. And that you are teaching us community and how to do it well. Father, help us to listen to you. Yes. Help us to trust you first. Yes. Knowing that as people, we are all fallible. We're not going to do this perfectly. We're not sometimes even going to do it great. But that you have called us to lean on you and to trust you for Mm -hmm. the outcome, for the fruit, Mm -hmm. for how it's going to go. The wisdom comes from you, Father God. Thank you for Liz. I pray that you will continue to walk with her, help her to feel that you are with her in this challenging time. Father, we ask you to heal her body and to help her to be a great witness in all that she says and does as she has already been. And we love you Mm -hmm. and we commit all of this to you in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Liz.